Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Ayin Dalid. We are seven lines from the top, Tana Rabban. So, continuing the discussion of the Malachis of Shabbos. So, Tana Rabban, how you look fun of Mine Machalan? Someone has in front of him food. Boira Vaoichal, so the Bryce that tells me I could separate and eat it. And even Boira Romaniach, I could separate it and leave it over. Velo Yivarar, but you shouldn't do Boira. But if you did So what in the world did that just mean? My Kaamar, what does that mean? I could do Bayer, I can't do Bayer, pick one. So we're going to have five different Tirutsim trying to figure out what exactly this Brysa means. My Kaamar, so Amar Ula, Ula takes a stab at it. This is what it means to say. You're allowed to do Bayer, to separate and eat. So meaning, let's say a person has a... Uh, let's say a bowl of food in front of him, and we'll use the uh, classic example of butter would be a pistachio nuts, and he has the shells and nuts all mixed together. So Ula says, As long as you're eating that food that day, you are allowed to do butter. Let's say it's not necessarily a food, it's a keli. Let's say you have a bunch of uh, forks and knives stuck to, all mixed together. As long as you're going to use it later on that day, you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. But if it's done, in order for you to eat tomorrow, so you picked out your pistachio nuts from the shells, from all the things that are going on there, in a mixed bowl, but you're not eating it that day, eating it tomorrow Shabbos, you cannot do but if you did bayer on that, if you actually did separate it in for the purpose of tomorrow, so a person would be if in fact, they did boyer for the next day. So the Gemara asks, Maskiv Chizda, Chizda, What do you mean? As long as it's for Shabbos, you're allowed to do that. So can I cook for Shabbos? I'll grill a good steak. I'll make sure I'll eat it. I'll eat every last bit before Shabbos is over. Bake for that for, for Shabbos. Are you allowed to cook if you're going to eat it on Shabbos itself? That doesn't make any sense. So how could it be that the shot of the Brisa was that as long as it's for today, for Shabbos, you're allowed to do Bayer? Ella Amar Avchista comes along Avchista and he has answer number two for the Brisa. Bayer When are you allowed to do Bayer? Are you allowed to separate? That's when you're doing less than the shear. So we mentioned this in a few a few dafim ago, that what's the minimum shear for Malachas that have to do with food? It's a Groigeras. Okay, so as long as you do less than that, that's fine. Boromaniach, Pachas Mikashir. That's if you're doing it less than the shear. But the kashir, but if you're doing it the size of the shear, la yivra, you cannot do bayrev and bira chayev chatas. So maskala rav yosef, and I'm sure we're all bothered by this, v'chimutr lefois pachas mikashir. What, you're allowed to cook less than the shear? You're allowed to do malacha less than the shear? Rashi right away says, we know chati shear asum in And even if it wasn't chati shear asum in it will still be an isidur abanan. Why would you say it's mutter to do less than the shear? What does that mean? So that cannot be the answer. So the first two pshatim we had are really thrown out the window. The first pshat was, if it's done for that day, it's fine. Or if you do bayer less than the shear. And both times we have bomb uh, kashas on it. That doesn't make any sense. So now we're up to option number three. Elam Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, this is the pshat in that cryptic brysa. When it says bayer v'oichal, when it says that you could do bayer and eat it, that's bayad. That's when you're using your hands. So... You're, you're eating it, you know, haimish, yeshivish, use your hands. You're allowed to uh, do bayer like that on Shabbos. Bayer when we said you're allowed to do bayer and 
put it away, even if you're not eating it right away, that's also biyad. As long as you use your hands, you're allowed to do it. So that's the first part of the b'risa. But b'konayin, if you're using uh, some type of funnel, uvetamchoy, some type of plate, then you cannot do b'ira with that, because then you're using a keli already, you're not using your hands. However, v'mbirer pater, it's pater rabba also, it's only an isidra because these kalim are not miyuchadim, they're not designated to do to do b'ira. However, ubenafa ubechvara, if you use some type of sieve, which are specifically dedicated for boira purposes, lo yivar, you cannot do that. So this, Rav Yosef tells us that there's a difference between using your hands or using a keli that's designed for bar. That's when we have your, your Shiloh. It's a, it's a pretty a common question. Can a person use a French press on Shabbos? So a French press coffee, you'll ask Yoni Spar about it. He has the videos. He has the uh, contraband. But uh, there, are, I just made a video, which did not get published, Baruch Hashem. But there's a video of me doing the French press and talking about it. Can you do this on Shabbos? So there, when you're pressing, what a French press is, you have, a, uh, you, have, you have coffee grinds. You add hot water to it. And you need to filter it, obviously. It's not water-soluble. So you push down, with a French press, you push down a filter, and it filters out your, your coffee grinds. So without getting into any heterim, but that's a classic iser of bayer because you're using a keli of bayer. So Rav Yosef tells us it depends. Use your hands. That's fine. Even if you're going to eat it later on that day. Okay, we'll, we'll question that in a moment. But he says if you use... Uh, yeah. the French press also be visual? Ah. So in that uh, video, I did, I did some... Uh, I did discuss Bishel. We might... Uh, we'll have a minute, so we'll discuss it. When a person has coffee grinds, so just to... Uh, Discuss how coffee is made. Coffee is roasted, roasted coffee. There's a shaila. Is there a problem of bishul achartzli? When I cook something, when I brew coffee after it's already roasted, is that a problem of bishul achartzli? That's shaila number one. So many rishanim uh, are makom. There's no problem. You're allowed to use, you're allowed to take hot water and pour it on top of your grinds. There's no problem of bishul achartzli. The Ramah is machmir. However, the Mishabrua in two places, and many of the Acharyanim say when it's using a klishlishi, one could be mekel and do bishul achartzli. So if you use a klishlishi, one is allowed to do, to, use, to, to make his coffee on Shabbos. So that's if you want to drink Turkish coffee. It's Turkish coffee, there's no filter. You just drink it as is, no problem. What if you want to use a pour-over? So we'll get to this later on in the Masechta. We're going to see that a pour-over coffee, where you have coffee grinds on the filter and you take hot water and you pour it on top of the filter and it comes out coffee no problem that's not called bayer because i started with water and I ended up with water but coffee flavored water that is not called bayer we'll discuss that in a mishnah it's actually a mishnah later on in shabbos but there's no problem with bishel the, the real shiloh is the french press where you're pushing it down so that would be a clee of bishel either way Rav Yosef introduces us to the concept of using your hands versus using a keli. Just to open it up, there's going to be many discussions in halacha. Now, the truth is, when it comes to bayrer, so some, some, some halachas, you take out a shochan arach, you could source it back to the gemara. You take out, you know, a hilchas tefillah or a hilchas brachas. 90% of it, you can find the ketzim of archan. When it comes to bayrer, there's so much written after the gemara. Very few gemaras that we have. Each line in this gemara, the rishonim are medactic. So very few places where we'll actually discuss it when we go through Masechta Shabbos, but some of the questions that come up when you, when you discuss a Kli Bayer is a spatula or, or a, you know, a, um, a, uh, a, a peeler. Is a peeler considered a Kli Bayer? So many shallows come up, but uh, we'll have to leave it for a different time. So 
we have three terutz. The first terutz was as long as you're using it that day, it's not bayer. We said that doesn't make any sense. You can't cook for that day. Then we said pachas mikasher. That's not bayer. The Gemara said, what do I mean? Pachas mikasher. It's aser. Chati shir aser Third option is depends. Use your hand. It's fine. If you use a keli, it's aser. Freight of You're right. Then in theory. In halacha, it makes sense that well, your, your statement is correct. We should differentiate between using your hands versus using a keli that's designed for bayer, but that cannot be pshat in the Mishnah. The Brysa did not say, konon v'tamchoi midi, konon v'tamchoi ketani. Did the Brysa say, konon v'tamchoi? didn't say anything. It said, bayer, yes, bayer, no. So how do you know that that's the answer? So Elam Rava Hamnuna, I'll tell you the answer, how to understand the Brysa. When the Brysa says, when it says you're allowed to do, you're allowed to separate, and you could eat it, that's that means you're, you're removing the food from the psalas. Psalas means the garbage. Now, we're gonna, we're gonna, if you learn Hilchah Shabbos, you'll see that it doesn't necessarily mean it's the junk, but in comparison to this food, it's the one that I do not want. So let's say a person has two types of uh, fruits. And he, or a salad, and he wants the avocado, and he's and he's leaving, you know, the other things or whatever. So whatever he wants is considered the oichel. Whatever you don't want would be considered the psalos. Again, there's a lot more details halacha but just just to point that out. So Rav Hamruna says, when are you allowed to do bayer? That's when I take the oichel, I take the good, the food from the non-food, from the bad. That's not called bayer. But but and when we say bayer that's also oichel mitochab Even you're allowed to leave it for that day. So a person removes, let's say you remove the pits from your watermelon. So that would be removing that a person cannot do. You'd be So that is the fourth answer we have. Abaya says, you know, in Svara, it makes sense. But It doesn't say that in my Brisa. So how do you know that this is what it's talking about? Ella Amar Abaya comes along Abaya. And Abayah says, When the Bryce said you could do Bayer and eat it, that's talking about La Altar. When you're doing it to eat it right away. You're not setting up you know, a meal for three hours from now, you're doing it for now. So, so, and Bayer, Maniach, La Altar. Maniach means you put it, but you're going to eat it right away. Again, it, that, that's what it means. You're putting it aside to use right away. If you're doing it for that day, but not right away, it's for later on in the day, La Yivra, you cannot do Bayer. Vimbira, if you did do Bayer, Nasa Kibara La as if you're separating it to put away in storage, that is the classic example of Bayer, Vechayev Chatas. So Abayah says, you're Chayev Chatas. Amrur he said It is in fact good what Nachmini, what Abaya said, it's taka a good pshat. Now how do we pass in Halakhlamaisa? So maybe you, you're familiar with this. The last three terutsim end up making our halakhalamaisa. Maybe it didn't fit in the Brisa, but that's the halacha. We need all three of these to make something uh, able to do bar. What are the last three we learned? One of them was where Rav Yosef said you cannot use a kli, so we'll call that biyad, using your hand. A shiloh, if a spoon or a fork is called biyad, typically it is, but not using a serving dish, a serving a, uh, a serving spoon, maybe that would not be biyad, but using your hand, it has to be oichel mitoich psoilas, food from the psoilas, not the other way. And the third thing is it has to be la'alter, it has to be to be eaten immediately. You have to go figure out, the Rishonim discuss what does immediately mean, does it mean an hour before your meal, does it mean right before your meal, meal to meal, many, many uh, discussions in the Rishonim in each of these 
topics. What does it mean? Psoilus, what's oichel? Two types of uh, ragalach. You have big ragalach and small ragalach. Is that called oichel and psoilus or is that called one big mixture? You have chumash and sedurim, all these different things. So many shalas come up. There are literally books written just on Hilchus Bayer, but most of it actually comes from these last few lines that we just saw in the Gemara. So since we're learning Dafyami, we will continue. If you want to see, just if you want to just get a sikum of what we just said, if you if you have a Mishnah Brewer at home, so it's Chela uh, Gimel in the Mishnah Brewer, it's Simon Shin Yod Tes. That's the Simon that discusses Bayer. The Mishnah Brewer has a short Hakdama. So in five minutes, you really get what we just said in the Gemara. So that's the five minute uh, Mishnah Brewer learning for today. And you'll you'll have a good review of what we just learned. Next, Let's say a person has two types of food in front of him. So you separate one from the other, and and or you separate and you and you eat it, or ubirer veniach, and you 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 separate it, veniach, and you left it to eat it later. Rav Ashi Masni Potter, Rav Midifti Masni Chai. Rav Ashi says you're Potter, and Rav Yirmiya says you're Chayev. So Rav Ashi Masni Potter, Rav Ashi says you're Potter. Vatani learned in a brisa that if you want to, if you did a boyer to eat it for, to eat it later on. Chayev, you're chayev. So what's going on? It's like, what's it like, Kasha? Ha bekonon v'tamchoy, ha benafa ukvar. Ravashi says you're putter because the only time you're chayev chatas, meaning the only time you violate an isidaraisa, is when you use a keli that was designed for bayra. That's bekonon v'tamchoy, some type of sieve. So this thing was designed to... I'm sorry. The konavitam is the plate, is the uh, is the funnel of the plate. So these things are not necessarily a boyer keli, and therefore it's aser, but it's but it's potter aval aser. But if you uh, use a nafu ukvara, it would be chayev. Okay. So I see Stuart Fishman saying that if uh, you want to learn Mishnah Brurish Simon Shinya test, so the uh, halacha shear in the morning. By my good uncle Maishi Weinberg, Maishi Weinberg, so they're learning a uh, Simon Shinya test. So, ask him for details. Next, ki dimi Amar Shabsa That this Shabbos, there was once a uh, a Shabbos that Rabbi was the Rav of that of of, of that week. Ve'ikalu Rav Ali Rav Asi, Rav Ali and Rav Asi uh, came to him, you know, for the tish. Shada kamayu kakala de He threw he threw to them a basket of fruit. And meaning he didn't want to separate the fruit before then. He literally threw a whole basket full of fruit, different type, various fruits, so that they could separate themselves. Now the question was, why did he not separate it in advance and give each one some fruit? Why did he have to give them a whole basket loaded with fruit? And I'm not sure. Maybe he holds that even when you separate the good from the bad, it's aser when you're doing it in advance. So this is pre-tish. He's not he's not doing it on the spot. So he didn't want to separate it in advance. He didn't want to waste time. So he just gave him a whole basket because he didn't want to separate it in advance because that'll be aser because it's not out there. Or it's nice when you when you have guests. To give them ayin yofa, let them pick what they want, and that's why he didn't separate it in advance. Next, Chizkia Omar. Chizkia says, Haboyer Tormisin, someone who separates the Tormisin. These are these uh, these beans. We had it in Perak Ketzam Mavarchim. We spoke about all these beans. So let's say someone separates these beans, Mitoch Psalas, from their shell. Shalahen Chayev. 
Sounds like you're high. Then it's usher to take food from its shell. Of course you're allowed to do that. Why would he hold it's usher to do that? So the Gemara says, Shani Tormoisin, these Tormoisin are different. Why does Shalkile Shiva Zimni? You have to cook it seven times. In order for it to cook seven times, I mean, in order for it to get very, very soft, it has to cook seven times. Now, the Eloi Shakli lay Masrach. If you don't remove the Tormason from the shell, they will get ruined. So, therefore, as long while they're still in there, they're considered psoilas for some reason, and to remove it is like taking kipsoilas from Echodami. Why is that? So even though the truth is, they're considered oichel, right? They're, they're considered food. Still, for some reason over here, it's considered psoilas. So you look at Rashi. It's, it's very hard to understand this. I mean, you're cooking beans, and I have a good bean, but there's a shell, and for some reason, removing the bean from the shell is called removing psoilas from oichel. So look at Rashi, the second line from the top, misrach, v'hilkach oichel nami, kozman boy Since it's not good at this point. I'm sorry, if you if you wouldn't take it, it would be considered bad. If you wouldn't remove it at this point, it would get ruined. So by leaving it, so when we view it as if it's bad at this point, even though it's good, but since it would potentially be bad, so by taking it out, that is considered bad. And therefore, it's as if you took psoilus from Eichel. If you see Rashi, is very longer. The Rishonim discuss what exactly is going on here. We're going to leave it that for some reason, when it comes to beans, we consider it either in Lamdus or in Metzius, that this is considered psoilus at this point, and by taking it out, you're removing psoilus from the shell. There are other Rishonim that learn that it ruins the shell. If it's, if it's still there, it's ruining the shell. So that's the bad part. And when you remove it, you're saving the shell, but you're removing the psoilus from Eichel. Okay, but I don't think people ate the shells. Very hard to understand what exactly this Gemara is referring to. Okay. Let's go weiter. Now we don't, we're done with Beirut. We'll, we'll come back to this in the 70 block. But for now, we're moving on to Toichin. Veha Toichin. Someone who grinds on Shabbos, you take your peppers and you grind your, your black pepper on Shabbos. That would be an Isser of Trina. Amor Papa. Haiman de Parim Silka. Let's say you cut up Silka, silka is beets. So you uh, you mince it, you cut it up very uh, in a ve- very fine. Chayev mishim toichin. That is called grinding. Amrav menash haiman desala silti. Someone who cuts these uh, these w- wood into small little pieces. Chayev mishim toichin. You are chayev mishim toichin like grinding. Meaning, what's the what's the result of grinding? You're taking a large item and you grind it into into a powder, into uh, smaller pieces. So that would be a problem. Someone takes coffee beans, you grind it into coffee, grind ground coffee, that will be an isser of toichin. Amar of Ashi, he kapit amishchatan. If a person is actually kapit, he's, he's careful about the, the size. Chayv mishemachatech. As we mentioned yesterday in the Mishnah, mechatech is when you want to cut something to a specific size. So if a person is cutting it in a very specific way, he's cutting diamonds, right? But again, diamonds would not be an isser daraisa because it doesn't grow from the ground. But if someone is is uh, is cutting something in a very specific cut, that is also an iser of mechatech, not of toichin. So this gemara here said, yeah, what? Israeli, Israeli salad, kind of in small. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. Great minds think alike. Good. Here we go. I wasn't thinking Israeli salad. Okay, fine. Well, Israeli salad and your shawarma, Shragi. Okay. So can a person make salad on Shabbos? 
We just said you cannot cut silka beads. So there's two things to consider, and they're both machleksim in the Rishinim. One thing is, do we have the same heter of samach l'sa'uda? That if someone cuts something, samach l'sa'uda, is that fine? You also have another machleikas. If uh, beets were specific because beets were not edible until you ground it up, only when I cut it up, that's when it becomes edible. Maybe that's called tahina. But you take something like an onion where you could eat it. If it's in a big circle, you can eat you know, raw onions. It doesn't have to be cut so thinly before you eat it. So perhaps that would not be a problem of tahina. So this is machalik. If you look at toysvis, toysvis is more mako. The If you look at shochanar, simen shin chafal, if we have a mishabur here, shin chafal sifya beis. So you see the Shulchanar Chazmachmer. Machate chayarak dak dak. Someone who cuts vegetables dak dak, very thin. Chayev mishum toichen. You're chayev mishum toichen. Okay, and the Ramah brings down all types of fruits. There, there's no, there, there's an iser of tchina. Now comes the Ramah. That's koze lemayri elabachoyte chumaniyach. That's only when you're leaving it for later on. Avalim laachlem yad. You're making your salad for your Shabbos meal. Hakol shari. Everything is mutter. Midi dehavi abayr lechem yad dashari. The same way abayr was mutter. If you're eating it right away, so the Ramah says you're allowed to cut up your onions for your zwayim salad as long as you're about to eat it. As long as you're about to eat it, it's fine. Now, just by the way, we, we didn't mention this. Why is abayr mutter when you eat it right away, or when you use it at your hands, or when you use? You make sure you don't use the keli. Eat it right away. Oichem tech psolas. So if you look at that mishabur that we mentioned, he quotes from many of the rishonim that there's two things. One is called abayr, and one is called achila. When something is, is is called oichel, called eating it. That's the derech achila. That's not called bayer. So many of the Rishonim say the same thing over here. It's a normal thing to cut things up right before you eat it. So that's not called toichin. Toichin is when a person takes wheat and you grind it into flour. It's part of, part of the processing. But when you're literally about to eat it, that's not called toichin. That's called eating. So that's the opinion of the Ramah. Now, by the way, the, uh, the um, Mishabura this is in Sif Katan Meme. Says Vyesh Mefak Fikin Al Heterzeh. Some don't like this. Some some are differentiate between Boyer and Taichin. And therefore, if you look at, uh, at the end, it sounds like a Banefesh Yachmer. That a person should not cut things very thinly, even if they're going to eat it right before their meal. There is a Ramat, the Ramaz Meiko. But again, this might be a Shailav Adar Raisa, according to the Shochanarach. The Shochanarach says Chayav Misham Taichin. And therefore, there is definitely Yesh. Lahachmir, not to cut things dak dak. So you'll, you'll ask a poisik if you really need to cut it dak dak, but I think uh, many of the poisik can tell people not to do it. Uh, even if you're doing it, Samach Lasuta, I want you not to know. Again, if you're going to be cutting it dak dak and relying on the Ramah, you definitely have to do it Samach Lasuta. You can't, you can't do it you know, a half hour before, you, you know, you'll, you'll schmooze around. It has to be done right before your meal. Yes, questions? What is the share for Samach Lasuta? It's a good question. There's many shitas in the Rishonim. The classic approach is whatever's a normal time it takes for you to get this ready for your meal. Meaning, let's say a person knows their husband comes home from shul or whatever, and they schmooze for a half hour. That that's not called samach lasuda. But let's say you're preparing seven things. So in your normal preparation of these seven things, leading to your meal, that would be fine. That would be called samach lasuda. But again, there's a lot more to discuss. There's a whole, whole simon in Shulchanar, simon Shin Chafalov. So you'll join Stuart in the morning and you'll get to there in a couple weeks, all right? Next. Is that, that means that we're talking about Borer just for Achil of all these cases because there is Borer involved in things that have nothing to do with Achil. And you wouldn't have that Kula. Right. 
of derech achila. So you have to borrow that term. Now, first of all, we have, that's assuming there is a problem of, of borrow by other things, which is a good assumption. You'd borrow the term and say, this is derech hishtamshos. That when I, when I need a chumash, and my chumash is in, in between my mishnayis, I need my chumash. So that's called derech hishtamshos, to use a chumash. It's not called borrow, I'm not separating things, I'm not making piles. I need to use a chumash, I'm picking it out of the pile. So that will be the same hetter, as long as you need that. Derech achilo, derech tashmishoy, that's the heter. But it's a good point, Beryl. We have to borrow that term. It's not exactly derech achilo. You'd have to come up with a different terminology. But the point is it's not called derech boirer. You're not making piles. That's the original is You're making piles of things. It'll be called derech tashmishoy. Next. V'halosh v'ha'oyfe. The next two malachis that the Mishnah discussed was lush is kneading, v'ha'oyfe, and baking. Amar Rav Papa, Rav Papa said the following: Shavak Shavak Tana Didan Bishul Besamanim Dav Mishkan. That what the Malacha should have been should have been Bishul. Why? When you when you're building the Mishkan, what did they cook? They would cook the Samanim, the dyes. We have this in the in the first parak of Shabbos. That was a, the cooking that was done in the preparation of the Mishkan, Tav Mishkan. Vinakat Oifen, it took Oifa. Oifa is not part of the Mishkan. Now you can ask me, they used to bake the lechem, the lechem upon him, but that wasn't in building the Mishkan. The juxtaposition of Shabbos next to Binyan HaMishkan tells us the way the, the Lama Tesmalachas are based on the building of the Mishkan, not the service, the Avoidah, while the Mishkan was there. So it makes sense if you had to choose. We know Bishul, Afiyah, Tzli, it's all the same thing, one of the Lama Tesmalachas, but if I had to choose one act, I would have chose Bishel, because Bishel cooking is cooking the dyes, Afiyah is baking, but they don't bake in preparation to building the base of Mikdash, so they're building the Mishkan, so the Gemara says, Tanadi Dan, so do the Pasnakat. As we mentioned, the first 11 Malachas are getting us from farm to plate, from from uh, plowing, planting, all the way to baking bread, so it makes sense that bread was, you know, Kialalechem Yichia Adam, that bread is the is the good example to give, and that's why they chose to call it Oifa as opposed to Bishel. Amor of Acha Baravavira, Haiman Deshada Siksa Latuna, someone who throws a peg that's uh, wet into a oven in order to dry it out, and harden it, chayv mishum mevasha. That's called cooking. That's called cooking on Shabbos. Some of the uh, uh, poisoning from the previous generation discussed putting a blech on Shabbos. Maybe that's called cooking. You're taking your your uh, sheet of metal, putting it on a blech. Again, most poisoning say that's not an issue, but some actually said that would be a problem of mevasha. So the Marsis pshita, of course. The same way I can't cook water on Shabbos. I can't cook pegs on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, well, the tame, I would have thought the say, mana, come All you're trying to do is strengthen it, and that's not called Bishel. Seemingly, Bishel means to make something soft. That first it gets soft from the heat. And then it gets then it gets tough, and it gets firm. So then it's still called Bishel. Someone who heats up a pitch or some type of paint, it's also a problem of bishol. Of course, that's called cooking. You took it from temperature A to high temperature, that's called cooking. Since it ends up getting hard afterwards, so that's not called bishol. No, at some point it got soft, and that is called bishol. Amar Rava. 
Rabbi says, Hi man, the Ovid Chavisa, someone who wants to make a barrel, a earthenware barrel, he makes it on, on Shabbos, Chayev Mishum Sheva Chatois. He violates seven of the Lamatas Melachas. Which ones are these? So first he did Tchina, he had to grind up the, the, the dirt and uh, you know, get it ready for, for the kiln. You would separate the pebbles, you would do, this is all found in Rashi, Marake, you would sift it, lush, you would, you would uh, knead it together to make a cement, to make this, to make their earthenware. Mimachek, you would smooth it out with, uh, with pitch or tar to make it smooth. Mavir, you would heat it up in the, in the kiln. And Mavasha, you would cook it, so you have to heat up the kiln and, and cook it, so you violate seven malachas by making this barrel. What about a person who makes a tanura? Someone makes an oven. Chayv mishum shmoyne chatos. He's chayv eight chatos. So those previous seven and one more of makim They did extra, uh, extra agent they would put in there to to make it thick, to put a thick layer of tar. That's called makim putting in the final touch. So eight carbonus he would have to bring. Amar Abaya. It's a good question. Why is it not boina? Not sure. I did not think of it. I don't know. There is a shy of this binion bikalim. So maybe that's a riot to this that opinion that there's no binion bikalim, that binion has to be al karka, attaching something to the ground. But it's a good question. I did not think of it. I'll have to get back to you. Next, Amrabaya, Haiman the Ovid Khalasa, someone who makes some type of basket of reeds, Chayev Achas Esri Chatois. You're high of 11 carbonis. Okay, so which 11? So first, we had the first two we had yesterday. A person, a person did noitea v'koitzer. He would, he would uh, prune a tree, so he improves the tree, but he also needed the, the reed for his own project. So that's two. It's zoimer and it's koitzer. That's two. Then you'd have to gather all these reeds, so that's ma'amer. You have to separate the good ones from the bad ones. That's boirer. You'd have to make it smooth, ma'machik, grind it. Uh, to thin pieces, that's toichin. You have to actually make sure it's a precise cut, measured cut, mechatech. That's number seven. Number eight is you're setting up the loom, that's mesach. Uh, the, ni- the ninth one is you're weaving it, you're, 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 you're putting the, the warp and the weft, that's oisesh debate nirin, that's number nine. Number 10 is weaving, that's oireg. And number 11 is makabapatish to uh, cut it, to make it even. So that would be 11 of them. If you make a rim around the mouth, you would be chayev shalosh esri chatois, 13 chatois, because you did toifer, you would sew, and you would actually tie it at the end. That is called uh, kosher. So that's 13 malachis, one would be over had he done that. Next, so then we're already up to goizes. So we already jumped ahead, we're up to goizes. Someone who shears wool, a goizes, a temer, you shear the wool, I'm a labanoi, or you whiten it, you bleach it. Then we had menafsoi, untangling, vatsoivoi, uh, what do you call it? Uh, painting it, vatoyven spinning it. So Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, hatoyven temer shalgav behim v'shabes. Someone who combs, uh, he spins the wool when it's still attached to the animal on Shabbos, and he does tevia, and then you would then remove it. So you did it the opposite way. Typically, you would cut the wool, then you would uh, you know untangle it, and then you would spin it. So he did it the other way. So, chayev shalish chatois, you chayev three chatois. Achas mishum goizes, vachas mishum menapet. So he did geziza, you cut it. Vachas mishum menapet, you disentangled it. Vachas mishum toive, and you did another one called toive of spinning it. Rav Kahana Amar, 
Ain't derech kaziza bekach. Nobody does it like that. First, you would you, you would either you, you you use scissors. You wouldn't do it with your hand. Additionally, you wouldn't spin it first and then do it. Vein derech menapets bekach. Vein derech tiba bekach. That's not the way people would typically do it. And therefore. It would not be an Isra de Raisa. So the Gemara says, well, Loi, is that true? That people wouldn't do that? We have a price that said in the name Ram Nechemya. If you look at the Psukim by the Melechas Hamishka, and the Pasuk says, so you should have a Pasuk. I don't know if you have a Pasuk there. Uh, the Pasuk does say, it's in Shemois Perik Lamed Hey, Pasuk Havav, Vechol Hanashim, Asher Nosalibon. So then tavu es ha'izim. It doesn't say tavu es ha'tzemer. It doesn't say they spun the wool. It says tavu es ha'izim. They spun the goat. How do you spin a goat? That means you used the wool that was still on the goat and they were spinning it while it was still attached. Shatav be'izim v'tavu be'izim. They did shtifa be'izim. They would uh, clean it and they would do the tviya while it was still attached. So obviously the tviya is considered normal if they were doing it by the meshkan. So doing it on the animal is also called tviyas. So the Gemara says, no. Chachma yisera shani. That there it took special chachma. As the Pasuk says, so it took a specific craft to be able to do it while still attached to the animal. So that is not one of the Lama Tess Malachas. Because that's odd. There are people that could do that. They could do it. But, and, and again, you're going to ask, then why is it one of the Lama Tess Malachas? So again, we have to answer that we use Lama Tess Malachas as a guide to which Malachas are usher. But not exactly every step of the way what was done. Because over here, they did it while it was out on the animal. We're going to say that's not normal. That was Chachma Yisera. And therefore, one would not be Chayev for doing Tevia while it's still on the animal. The place can discuss. Someone braids their hair on Shabbos. Would that be a problem of Tevia on Shabbos? Now, by a Shetel, you could say... Perhaps it is, although many of the Pesachim say nobody would ever use that to, uh, to to weave or make clothing out of it. I mean, your wife would not let you do that. So that would not be a problem of Tevi'ah on Shabbos by a Shaito, at least on a Darius level. But an attached here, it would be this Gemara, that since it's not normal, it would not be a problem of Tevi'ah. There is a Gemara later on that calls it Baina. When, when uh, making braids, that perhaps would be an, uh, an isser of boina, of you're building something, so we'll have to get back to that. And definitely the halacha is you do not make braids. You don't braid here on Shabbos. Question about uh, curling your payas. All these different shaylas, we'll get to it later on. Tanarabanan, hatoylesh es hakanaf. Someone who plucks the, uh, the kanaf, the wing of a of a bird. Vahakaitma, you clip it. Vahamartai. Or you pull off the hair, you you uh, you saw you um you pull the hair in one direction. Halach is chayiv shalosh chatois. You're chayiv three karbanes. I'm Rav Shimon Lakish. Why? Toilesh, someone who who removes the the uh, he he cuts off the wing, so he's chayiv mishum gaizes. That's called gaziza. That's like uh, shearing the wool of an animal. Koitem chayiv mishum chatech. Someone who cuts who clips the. Uh, the feathers, so that would be a problem of mechatech when you're cutting something in a very specific size, and memorate you either pull out the hair or you move it to one direction. you're smoothing out the hair. That would be a problem of memachek. Hakoyisher v'hamater, someone who ties and someone who unties. So the Gemara says kshira v'mishkan hechi havoi. Where exactly did you have tying something in the building of the mishkan? So Amar Rava, Shkain Kaishrin Biasidas Ayhalim. They had these curtains, so you would tie the end of the curtain 
to the bottom of uh, the pegs that would hold up the tent. Okay? So that's how you would tie while making the Mishkan. That Kishira is on condition to get it to, to untie it. Right? Let's say a person makes a tie on Shabbos and they're they're gonna untie it as soon as the meal's over, right? So that would not be a problem. So it's Kaisher Amanas Lahatirhu, and therefore when they built the Mishkan, they were going to untie it as soon as possible when a when a Kaddish Baruch Hu tells them to, to start traveling again. So that can't be Kishira. If you had these threads from the curtains that a string was cut. Kaishrin Isa, they would tie it in the place that it was torn to make it look a little better, and that would be a Kesher Shel Kayama, so that would be a problem of Kshira in the Mishkan. Amalei Rava, Teiratzda Kaishr. You answered how a person could violate Kaishr of tying. Matir, of untying my Ekelamimar. When would there be a case of untying in the preparation and building the Mishkan? So the Rav Sadechitim, if you want to tell me, let's say you had. Two strings uh, that were that had knots, and they were right next to each other, and it doesn't look nice to have them right next to each other. So then Shari Chad the the What they would do is they would they would untie one of them and leave the other one tied, or use that to tie it back up in uh, different ways. There's different. I don't know if you have pictures in your Gemara, but the Masifta Gemara has some nice pictures on this. Basically, you had. Uh, you had, you had issues when, let's say something would snap, one of these strings would snap, so how do you make sure it's, it's, you know, it keeps going? You would tie it. But let's say you had two knots in the same place. So then already it looks bad that there's two patches in the same area. So what they would do is they would be sharichad, they would untie one of them, chad, and leave one of them tied. So you see untying in the preparation of the, of the, of the Mishkan. So he says, no, it can't be. They would never do this, have two... Ha, ha, because it, it creates a space. So they wouldn't do this. Would they do this in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu? They wouldn't have this patchy job. They wouldn't do this. They wouldn't just tie on Taiwan and let it leave it hanging there. It makes it, it creates a hole. So that it cannot be that that's the source for kshira and, and matir because matir untying would not have made sense here. Ela amar rava v'temer rabbi loy shekain tzadechilazayin when they were trapped the chilazayin the uh, the snail or fish that was used for the tcheles which was one of the dyes that they used for the for the big day kahuna and for the Yerios, so Kaishrin Umatirin, they would tie the nets and they would they would untie the nets. If you look at Rashi, just interesting Rashi, three lines from the bottom, Tzadeh Chilazin, those that trapped the Chilazin, Litzvaya Hatcheles Bedamai, to dye the Tcheles with its blood, Vahu Kimin Dug Katan, it's like a small fish, so many of the uh, the those against the murex trunculus, which is a snail. For trelas, they say, what do you mean? Rashi says it's kemin dug on it. It looks like a fish. On the other hand, Rashi doesn't say it's dug. It's it's uh, it's it's kemin dug. Rashi doesn't say kidug or dog. He says kemin dug. It's like a fish, but he doesn't say dug. So okay, so either it's like a fish, so maybe a snail is similar to a fish, or a snail is not a fish. But that's the machlekes, and he says So this is a gemara menachos that it goes up, comes up once every seventy years. So they used to use these nets. So look at Rashi again, that they would use nets and they would tie 
they would tie the nets and untie it, depending on how they were catching these snails. So many learn this Gemara, and they say it can't be that uh, the murex trunculus is the trellis, because it sounds like you're catching things with nets, and nets are you would use to catch fish. You wouldn't use nets to catch snails. So if you look at this book, which is a great book to have, if you want to read about the Chilazin, it's called Levush Arain, Levush Ha'arain. So on the last page, he has a summary of all the you know back and forth on the on the uh, murex, so this is easy to find. He talks about trapping. He brings the Marshabbos stuff. I and on the base. Then he quotes from uh, Pliny the Elder. So it's the Natural History book. So it's many many years ago, and it's discussing the murex trunculus. They're called purples. So the purples are taken with a kind of I don't even know how to pronounce these words. Uh, Asir type of small size with large meshes. And he goes through that. He used to use nets in order to catch the murex trunculus. And it, fit, it seems to fit with Rashi that this, in fact, was the way they would trap the murex. The murex moves very fast. It's very difficult to catch it. When it's dead or when it's on the, when it's on the beach, it's easy to catch it. But when it's in the water, it's difficult to catch it. We'll get more into this tomorrow. The Gemara will discuss trapping. That has That's the classic example of trapping. How could that be a malacha if, if it's a snail? Doesn't a snail walk very slow as a snail, right? How could that be the the trelas, the chilazin? So we'll get more into that tomorrow. So uh, we'll uh, we'll take it from here. All right, shkoyach.